What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hustle Project Podcast. This is your host, Nick Marcos, and this is my newest project where I'm sitting down with local business owners and community members who truly embody the hustle mentality. We're going to dive in deep and get their amazing stories of the ups, the downs, and everything in between. So whether you're an entrepreneur, you want to be an entrepreneur, or you're just someone who enjoys hearing the stories behind our community's movers and shakers, this is the podcast for you. So tune in and take pride knowing that we have these great people with incredible stories living right here in our neighborhood. Make sure you tune in weekly for our newest episodes. For more information, check out our website, hustleprojectpodcast.com, or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Project Podcast. Enjoy this week's episode, guys. About your empire because I'm not even sure how really to introduce you. Are you Peter from Pomodori? Are you Peter from Dairy Queen? Are you Peter the investor? Are you Peter the real estate guy? Like what? So how do I even introduce you to the show? All right. Well, I am a little jack of everything, but everybody knows me as Peter Pomodori. Peter like, Pomodori. That, because that is your f- sort of like that's your where I got my start. Yeah. yeah. That's where I got my start. And so. it's your flagship too, right? I mean, it's yeah, 100%. Like if I have a brand... That's what it is. It's it's Pomodori's. Yeah. Pomodori's. And you have a location in Ipswich, soon to be, and we'll get into it, a uh, location in Newburyport. Right. But the location in Ipswich was like, was really early to the area. Yeah. I mean, definitely. It was, uh, we're actually working on our 18th year now. 18th. So, yeah. So before that, um, and I know this, but just for the people listening really quickly, you're a Lim guy. Yep. Um, you grew up in the food business. Your mm-hmm. parents owned John's Roast yeah. Beef and Lynn. We were, I was probably 10 years old when I first started working there. It was like bad. Like, you know, you, you right. look at it now, like I have an 11 year old son. I'm like, I was like legit there, like till 11 o'clock at night, like pouring fountain sodas, you know. <laughs> yeah. They had it. My father, I mean, obviously, like Greek immigrants, you know, my brother and sister were born in Greece. They always claim I was the American mistake coming over here. Because <laughs> you're the youngest? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Right. Well, I was born here, you know. So, like, right. I'm like, you can say that. I said, but, you know, I'm kind of like the savior, I tell them, joking around. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it just, when you see your parents come over here with nothing, you know, obviously you could look back at it now. You don't realize it as much when you're like, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old. They just worked. Yeah. And like, I always joke around now, like, I'm lazy compared to what my father put in. And, you know, you saw your yeah. dad and your parents do. And then, like, my mother had three jobs. So, you call it lazy? I do. I, 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 really I, I like do. I, I do sometimes. I feel like I'm like but I not think you're doing smart. enough. I think you're just smart enough to know that like the, the actual work. Po- like I agree, strong work ethic is critical. But yeah. like if you can just sacrifice like ten percent of the physical work and, and inject like ten percent like high intelligence, which right. is the difference between you and your parents, because that's the difference between me and my dad. Yeah, definitely. They didn't know my intelligence. Yeah, right. they, did, they, they didn't. didn't know. know. They, they didn't, didn't have those opportunities. Opportunities right. exactly, but. If you just take a look, so I don't like. I, I agree with you. I physically work a little less than my dad yet. Still, like way more than most people, right? Because right? you have to. Um, but I look at it and say, like, well, the, the little the little less I work is injected with some intellect. Like I'm just making smarter moves. Like you're, you're trying, yeah, 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 exactly. Work, which work, is probably work why smarter, not harder type philosophy. Right. Which is probably why I'm guessing Pomodori is not hasn't sort of been what defines you in your business world is it's it's broader than that there's and several things and like you know it depends on where we want to go with the story it, it's like I, it, the, I can go off on tangents you know but it's like we're trying to find balance give me your best version my best version <laughs> of the quick abbreviated yeah, peter the, pomodori version give me the, no give me the best version because because that's what deserves to be highlighted here so we're highlighting the hustle so so i mean definitely I mean, it, and it goes back to, to a couple of things like my parents 
as as well. Your parents they try to give us every opportunity. Right. You know, they came here, you know, from a different from Greece and as immigrants, and they just didn't want us to have to work as hard as they did. You know, so you know, funny, isn't it? St. John's Prep. Um, that's kind of where I started my entrepreneurship. Like, what was your first hustle? What, what, junior year when I had my license, I was taking lunch orders <laughs> in, in, at math class. Five bucks for like a sub bag of chips and a soda. I'd go back to the restaurant that night. I'd make no. I, I'd make the food and, and then bring it to bring school. It, yeah, like probably a health code violation. Wow. I, I didn't come in with a cooler. You like were that. sub shop hustling. I was I was I was bringing like six seven you know lunches a day, making like forty bucks. That's and that was great money. In high and school. then my father was like, "Well, you're not paying me for that." I'm like, "But oh. I'm also, but I'm also not asking you for like an allowance or anything right. like that." So and you probably like me didn't get paid a lot of the times for working. Oh no, yeah, one hundred percent. You never paid got paid. You paid never got paid. Like you get some like you know like a little a little money here and there, but yeah. like it wasn't like you get oh you work you work twenty hours. Here's your check. No 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 no, 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 no. no, you're right. You have a home to live in. So you, know, you were you hustling clothes. in St. John's Prep. You never got caught. No, no. Wow. I mean. I was just I was just feeding the hungry, you know. So then you went off to Bryant, right? Bryant, yeah, Bryant, which is Bryant a great University. business school. It was a great school. Like when I first started, I remember when I I got in, I was like, Mom, like I really like the school, and she was like, There's something wrong with this school, because it wasn't one of the highest priced schools back then, you know. It was, oh, it wasn't. It's like seventeen thousand, which is is a lot of money back then. But I mean, you look at what the colleges are now, and um, it was great. Like. I went to Bryant. I was so excited. First, you know, Greek Wait, parents, this, strong this one parents. Of, Bryant's one of the best business schools in the country, yeah. wasn't it? Still back yeah, then, but yeah, yeah, like okay. top ten. You know yeah. what I mean? It was always in the like you know the listings. And um, but I was just like, I left that, you know, the, the Greek parents and my friend. I remember my freshman year, I was like on academic probation because like, I just wasn't applying myself. I was just like, oh my god, I don't have anybody to to you know. You were, got you got used to the crutch. The sort of like the, the, the no, like I I can just you know skip class or I, I don't have you know my mother like yelling at me and stuff like that. So I'm like you know oh you want to go shoot hoops? All right, I'll just go shoot hoops instead. And then I'm like oh boy, <laughs> like I'm like and then like I'm yeah, I got a little getting behind. Kicked out of college yeah. is not an option. No, I mean I remember when I had to tell my mom like oh man you got to come to Bryant and uh, talk to like the dean with me and like I remember that day I was like so devastated because I was like. I just let her down, you know. Yeah. I'm like, she has like, she's trying to give me this op- opportunity to. She doesn't want me to be in the restaurant business. She wants me to be like, yeah. And that's you know, something immigrant smart. parents do so well is that they have this ability to like put the weight of their existence on you. Uh, the Greek guilt, yeah. Is like the Greek the guilt, worst. exactly the, what it is. The Greek for guilt. anyone who's listening who doesn't know about Greek guilt, it, it probably applies to most nationalities as well. But it's this sort of feeling where like they'll tell you that their entire existence is is based on your success. So like if you're not working towards betterment, like you're failing your parents. And it, for some people it works. For other people it puts a lot of pressure on them and it, and it goes really, really in the wrong direction. But tell me, so as you're leaving college now and you're entering the real world, um, when does it happen that you end up going into back into the food business? Because you were working. I, I was working for John Hancock right out of college. Like I think I graduated then like the next I graduated like on a Friday, Saturday. I think Monday I went to work for training. It was like ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Working at John Hancock for four years, actually, I was like, you know, I wanted to work with small businesses. That was my goal. Right. I wanted, you know, 401ks, retirement plans, uh, health insurance, you know, business insurance. And just I wasn't in a good office and I didn't really see like any progression. Like I was 22 years old and the next oldest, you know, youngest person was like 33, oh, 35. God, so yeah. I'm like, after, so it took me a while, but. Even throughout the whole four years, I was still working at the restaurant. Oh, like but I was, that, I was still working at the restaurant. Right. Like, and I made the biggest mistake. 
I bought the, like I bought a house like across the street from the restaurant. Right. <laughs> so I remember like coming so you home. Were very I available. remember coming home like, and, I, and I'm now I'm like married, and I'm like I'm coming home, and I'm like, I'd see my dad's car still parked outside, and I'm like, I just can't do it. I can't like sit on the couch and watch TV well, my and know that my dad's been there since eight o'clock in the morning or seven o'clock in the morning. So I would always work there. Then finally, like I, w- I wasn't happy at Hancock, and then that's when kind of like do, when you say you weren't happy, do you feel like the corporate structure made you unhappy? Do you feel like like not having us like the control? Like what about it? They were forcing like I wanted to work with small businesses, and they were like forcing me to sell like long term care insurance and cold call, and that's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to kind of like you know help people and 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 use my resources of like you know what I knew, right, small right. business network and stuff like that. So eventually, I left Hancock. Um, I definitely. Won't say it was a waste because I think like any time you do something, you you learn, you right. know. And, and the money management part and investment part was, okay, let's put this in the back pocket, you know. Right. Like where you can dollar cost average and not just put a big lump sum because I didn't have a lot of money. Just start saving a little bit of money, a little bit of time, right. and let it let it grow. Things you, know? you don't learn in school. Yeah, I mean, there's a, I definitely you know when you go back and I can say all right, you know I, I have a business degree, operational management, you know I learned a lot of stuff like that which I apply to work every day. And then you, you, what you learn from, like, the University of the Sidewalk, the, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It's like from your parents. Right. It's a balance. The streets. You know? You're just right. learning. Yeah, you're learning, yeah, you're learning every day. It's funny you say operational management. So that's actually what your major was? Yeah. Because if I look at your business from the outside looking in, if I have to pinpoint where you excel the most, it's operational management. Yeah, 100. It's like I love and that's, setting things that's up. That's very rare because most people who take business, I feel like, and that's probably why you ended up going to Bryant. For, you ended up going to a real big good business school mm-hmm. because you actually knew what you wanted but most people go to business go for business go for like business management but that just means that they are not sure they just want to be in the business world right. you actually went for for that and you actually apply that to its fullest every day yeah i mean i i didn't know what i was going to apply it to at the time but now that i but look back at it, it almost seems like whatever opportunity you could it's, have you, it's 100 but it just comes like second nature comes now, like second right? nature to right. you so when you got out of um john hancock um you eventually Got back into the food business. So I, st- I was always working at the restaurant. Right. And then, like, you know, I was helping my dad. Um, I bought my first house, you know, fixing that up, going to Home Depot and stuff like that. And I remember you know? that. Let me give you a quick quick backstory because, um, you know, I'm a Lynn kid. I'm in the Greek community, and, and Peter's in the Greek community as well, and that's how we know each other. We're actually probably related. No, we are related through marriage somehow. It's got to be yeah, somehow, somehow yeah. but that's not the reason I have Peter on the show because regardless of whether or not we knew each other, the things he's up to are amazing. But m- my point is, so... Peter and I kind of grew up in the same community. He was my basketball coach when I was, when I was a little guy. It's um, why it's why you're selling cars for a living. <laughs> yeah, okay. he always wants to take credit for some level of my success. Um, that was a nasty team back then. I think we won a championship. It was, yeah, '92. Um, that's a shout out to Nick Marcos, actually. 100. Yeah, because I couldn't have done it without him. Yeah. Um, the other Nick Marcos. Yeah. But uh, my point is, at the time, I was just getting out of college. I'm I'm uh, six seven years younger than you. I'm right. just getting out of college, and I'm starting of all things a landscape company. And, you know, just go out there, just beating the streets, trying to find uh, customers. And I have family members. Oh, with did like, I not give you a... No, no. It's, bit, it's the opposite, actually. Price I, too high? I don't no, know. no, 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 no. Actually, li- no, it's funny you don't remember. But um, so at the time I was starting, I had family members who lived in, like, affluent towns who had contracts with landscapers who refused to give me the business. Like, this is the, that's just the world I grew right. up in. It's a shitty situation. But... I came to eat at John's one day. Okay. And you were like, hey, what are you up to? You know, because we knew each other. And, you know, and I was like, oh, you know, I just graduated. And, yeah, and Peter goes, you know, what are you, what are you up to? I said, I'm, I'm, I just started a landscape company. He goes, why? <laughs> Don't you, didn't, you know, you went to school for engineering. And I'm like, yeah, I just, I, I want to do something on my own. And he's like, all right, well, I just bought a house. Why don't you come down and give me a price? And so I came down and gave you a price. I got the job. You, the next day, your mom called me. 
Oh my god, I can't remember that. Yeah, and then um, I ended up getting a few other people in the Greek community from your mom as well. Actually, I remember that my mother helped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah God bless yeah. her soul. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, um, and so it was cool because we were one of the few Greek people in the community mm -hmm. that actually was more like pro proactive about it. Right. Like saw someone trying to do something, yeah. realized that hey, I'm already paying somebody. It's not like I'm creating something. At the time, you you had told me I remember you were just too busy. But my point is, um, from that point forward, you always had my respect because. I appreciated the fact he gave the opportunity to work. You didn't mm -hmm. give me anything for free. It's not right. like you overpaid me. Right. You probably chiseled me down half the time. Oh, 100%. Yeah, for yeah, sure. If, but if we gave you the job, right, but we, in, we'd knock you down. <laughs> yeah. I don't think in, you made money in that job. Yeah. Maybe not, but yeah. it created other opportunities. But in hindsight, you know, and that's something, you know, for anyone out there who's who's hustling every day, you always sort of appreciate the opportunities to, to, to work. It's not necessarily the freebies you're looking for. It's right. you always remember the people that, that helped you out. And by help you out, I mean, so... Back to where we were going. So, so you were. Um, I started dabbling a little bit of real estate. So, yep. like, I bought my first house. We. It was like, I remember my wife was like, "There's no way I'm I'm gonna live in that house." The one you bought. The one that we bought yeah, that um, we ended up living into. And um, this kind of comes back to like full circle, where she just kind of like just trusted me, you know? Because like, even though like, I asked her that opportunity for that one time about that house, and I didn't take her opinion into consideration. Like, we ended up like remodeling the house. The house was beautiful and. The market of the you know the real estate market like the values went up the interest rates kind of dropped so I'm like all right you know what I can refinance now I can pull some money out right. so then I bought like a two family like three three houses down like nice. you know, down the road so then I had a little bit of money and um, I had an opportunity where somebody said hey you know let's let's do you want to open up you know a pizza place and again I I've, I've been in the roast beef business I never did pizza right and I'm like yeah I do and I remember telling my father were like, you not looking for a job at the time. No, because I was kind of like, I was still like right out of Hancock and I was doing the kind of some real estate stuff. I was still working, you know, at my dad's place, you know, part time, which is so you 40, started 40, to 40 feel hours, 45 hours a week, you know, part, that part, is part time. time yeah. So you started to feel that like entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I, I, I can do some things here. So I think I had like, it, it cost me $60,000 to open up, you know, Pomodori's and Ipswich. Get out of here. I had, a, I had a partner. He put in 60. I put in 60. Oh, okay. So it cost yeah. you guys a buck 20. Yeah, a yeah. buck 20. And, um, you know, things didn't work out, so I ended up just like, you know, buying them out after a couple of years. And um, wait, wait, you mean business or, or the just partnership? the partnership, okay, the partnership in general. Yeah, it's all good. Um, and I just remember, like, all right, I'm I'm married to this place now. Like, I'm working day and night. My wife knew about it. She was in the business. She was working at first too, and uh, we were working day and night trying to build a business. Why Ipswich? You know what? We we went to go look at a location in Hamilton, and the person that. You know, the real estate person said, you know what, I actually have this the same landlord has another spot in Ipswich. And, you know, Ipswich, back when we were younger, right. that was like the boondocks. Like, yeah. we used to only go there one, once a year for like still the Greek is. picnic. Yeah, like, still whatever. is to me. Whatever. <laughs> it's all good. Kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then as soon as I saw the location, I was like, wow, it's on a busy street. Right. It's, it's right on right, 1A. It's right next to the high school. Yep. It's in the plaza that's got like, you know, you know a, a, supermar a supermarket, dry cleaners, a liquor store. What else do you need? And, um, I remember, like, we went to the place, and I looked at it, and, like, we, we demoed it, you know, you know, to the studs. Oh, it was a gut job. Yeah. Concrete, what, what was concrete there before? Floors. It, was, it was a business called Salad Bowl. But it was a restaurant. Yeah, it was, re it was like, dated. It was empty when I got there. It was, like, just time for a change. And um, I remember sitting there with the Coca-Cola guy, because he was kind of asking me for business. This is your di distributor. For yeah, me. like, what they were trying to see, like, if I'd go with Coke or Pepsi. But I, I was, like, wearing boots. I was doing a lot of the work myself. So a lot of times people would, like, come in and be like, what's going to be going in here? And, and I didn't say I was the owner. I'm like, oh, like a pizza place. Ah, oh, that's the last thing this town needs. 
And inside <laughs> myself, inside myself, I'm like, you know what? They don't even know what's coming. Yeah. Like, and I remember just like my confidence. And I sat down with the Coke guy talking about like all cement, nothing being built. And I'm like, this is going to be one of the busiest places in North Shore. I'm like, you're, you're going to be lucky if I pick Coke. Really? Yeah. And um, I still talk to, to this guy. He moved up a ladder in Coke. I still talk to him about it. Because I'm joking around with the, like his like guy that comes out to the Newburyport store. They're trying to get my contract right. still, and I'm like, bring Shane down. Like we'll, we'll sit on a five gallon bucket. We'll talk about it, you know, because that's what, what the guy's name back then. And it's funny because in in the past 18 years, there's a lot of um, sub shop, pizza places, roast beef places, all of those opening and closing. I would say like almost every location is turned over. There's like a handful of them that manage to survive long term, and it, each one has its own reason. What do you think is your reason? There's a lot of different things. I mean, everybody thinks it's easy. It's not. It's not easy. I've seen no, so many definitely. just in my small town of Ipswich, like open and close. Right. And I think it's consistency. You know, obviously, like there's a lot of like key key things to success. Like, oh, you have to have a clean restaurant. You have to have good food, right. good customer service. But like, we might not be the best at like you know one of those, but like, but we're consistent across the board. You know, yeah, like we try. Like yeah. we're not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. But like, you know, we got involved in the community a lot, not because like. Oh, like if we get involved in the community, we're going to get business out of it. It was the right thing to do. You know, we're right next to yeah. our high school. You yeah. know, so. tell me a little bit about that because that's something you would probably notice the most if, um, if you, you know, do a little digging in or pay attention, especially on social media, which is a great platform to share that stuff. Right. Um, you guys are very active in the community. Has that always been part of the business plan, or is that it, something? That it was never like I have to get involved in the community to get you know business out of it. It was just like, all right, well. The little league needs like a sliding mat for the the girls softball because right. no one like you know I'm sure yeah I'll I'll, I'll sponsor that you know yeah. how much you need so it's like it was just like isolated things people coming out to me and I I probably never say no I probably shouldn't say that but yeah. I never said no you know what I mean I'm like yeah sure and then like you know I don't have like a, a an advertising budget you know to say if like to, to give back yeah, to the community just it, yeah. but um it was always just like it felt like the right thing to how do how critical do you think that being active in the community has been to the success of your business it's 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 very critical because like kids dictate where they're going to go eat at nighttime right you know and and if the kids like the food and they come in and they're seeing you doing so much for their basketball team their baseball team the football team you know they're going to support you and then like you know those are your future customers and like right. you know when Know, I know when I ask my kids sometimes, where do you want to go for dinner? You know, because you want to make them happy. Like, we go where they want to go. So right. we were very fortunate that, you know, especially in Ipswich, we got, you know, associated with the high school quickly. Well, look, if you're going to open up, so you're opening up a store in Newburyport, and we'll get into it a little bit more later, but it's got to be like, you're operating at a different level now. You're not opening up a pizza place. You're, no. you're just opening up another location. You already have a game plan that's been executed and proven once, but like, it baffles me to think that you would want to open that someone has the idea of opening up a restaurant without being actively involved in the community, right. that, like the immediate community, like not the, not not the Red Cross, which you know they need their donations too, but like the local stuff. Right. right. It's so it's got to be so critical. As a car dealer, I rarely have the opportunity to do that kind of stuff because right. people are not transacting with me yeah. as, as yeah. often as they are with you. But in the food business, it is like paramount. Right. It is. I can't imagine how you can be successful saying no. So, like, even in Georgetown, for instance, you know, we opened up a location, a second That's location right. in That's Georgetown. why we don't even know where to go with this story. It's like 94 I know, different seriously, roads. Like, we could go down. like yeah. an extension, part two. <laughs> like, so it was, I mean, I mean, I skipped out the whole Dairy Queen pot. You know what I mean? It was just, Another thing. let me backtrack. Let yeah, me backtrack. Yeah, so, we're, we're at Pomodoro Ipswich now for, like, maybe seven years, eight years, and... Um, 
and I was always like, why, why are all these kids walking past here? Like, you know, like in the beginning, like when I first opened up, why are all these kids like, why come they're not coming in? And I'm like, they're like, oh, they're going to Dairy Queen, Dairy Queen up the street. And I'm like, I got to buy that place one day. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so an opportunity came like eight years after I was opened Ipswich to buy the Dairy Queen. Like I have a partner there, Harry Lamp. Um, it was his, he was an Ipswich guy. It was his dream to always own the Dairy Queen. And he came up to me one day. He's like, do you want to buy that with me? And I'm like, why do you need me? You know, you got kids, you know? So right. I was like, no, he's like, you know, I like, I love the way you run the business and stuff like that. So we bought, we bought the Dairy Queen in Ipswich, which, you know, it was at the time, but the nickname of it was the, the Dirty Queen, you know? Yeah, well, all Dairy, all Dairy Queens got run It was bad, like, for, like late 90s, early 2000s, but early 90s, it was like unbelievable. It was the best of the best. I think like the, the yeah, we used to go to the one in Lynn all the yeah, time. Yeah, Wyoming Square. Yeah, right yeah. over that. Yeah. With the little baseball caps, you know, yeah. soft serve. Yeah. I'm bouncing all over the place, but... <laughs> <laughs> we, so like I think that's like the the key denomina- denomination like the, the key. It, I always bought like businesses that needed to be fixed, right? Okay, yeah. and like that were run down or just like the time it expired. So the Dairy Queen, we bought it. This was right after I renovated Pomodori Ipswich the first time. So it was like the second major renovation. Um, and I was like, you know what? We got we have to blow this building up. We got, we can't we can't just run it the way it is. I, my OCD, I just couldn't do it. Right. It wasn't it was dirty. It wasn't it wasn't set up the right way. So we actually after the first uh, summer, we just like shut it down and did a major renovation and we opened it up and we gave the town exactly what they, they needed. You know, a place for the kids to go. You know, a destinational spot. Every nice town needs a good ice cream yeah, shop. Yeah, every town. Yeah. It was great. And you know, that's now it's ten years later. Now that I look at it, look back at it, yeah. you know. How do you do with the restrictiveness of uh, franchise? Like, oh man, that's uh, that must be being tough an independent you. owner and then like yeah. dealing with the franchise. I, 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 you have to pick your battles. Well, at Pomodori, you're, you have full creative control. It, you yeah. manage all of the, you know, everything. Um, but there, you're restricted. So, do you sort of only fall in love with it so much? Um, yeah, I mean, right? I, it's like there's there's some yeah. things where I'm just like, okay, you know, it's it's driving me crazy right now. Because like, I opened up a second, I bought the second location in Beverly. And I've had that for seven years. And it's like, you wow. know, you need to put our POS system in. Or you need to do this. You need to do that. And, and you need to put this furniture in. And I'm like, well, this furniture, if I buy from the local guy, is a lot right. cheaper. cheaper. And yeah. it's better furniture. So, like, you know, th- you have to pick and choose your battles with right. them. And you like the ice cream business? I don't love the ice cream business. Right. You know, I, I, I like the ice cream business. You know, but, I, like, if you had an independent shop, like, have you ever thought about getting into No. Probably not. Probably not. No, like, yeah. I don't eat ice cream. Like, once, people are like, oh, my God, how do you say so thin? Which, you know, <laughs> it's debatable. Well, but, like, you that? know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're like, you know, you've got an ice cream place, you have a pizza place. I'm like, because, right. like, I don't eat in the restaurant because it's well, how much thing. Well, how much of you actually being involved in what, like, like it, being a customer of what you're creating, how, is that really important to you? It's not that important to me. It's important for me, like, in regards to, like, for Pomodoris, for instance, like, you know what I mean? If, if your question is, like, wh- what kind of menu do you want to do or something like that? Right. Like, especially with my kids, like, I want to put a menu, like, are my kids going to eat it? Is it is it a good chicken finger? Is it a healthy option? Like, you know what I mean? Because, like, right. that's kind of, like, you know, I, what we try to do for my children and stuff like that, my wife and I. So, like, we, we definitely take that to consideration. We definitely don't want to give, like, a cheaper product. Does it excite you to be, like... Like what part of running the business? So it actually sounds like, um, like we complement each other very well because for me, I get super excited about the about opening a business, setting up the process, mm-hmm. um, and the initial feedback and that kind of stuff. You're like really heavy into operations. I'd like to like you're like o- operating efficiently is your forte. We have to. I have to like from the beginning set it up 
to the point where like I just want to do it once, fix it, give my employees the best opportunity, like the best equipment, best layout. So you're all about huge capital investment at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you know, because you feel like it guarantees. It, I, it's um, it's, it's gambling on yourself. Like right. I know, like yeah, it's it's especially the one in Newburyport that we're going to talk about. Like. I'm like over budget. Well, tell me about it actually. So I mean, so okay, so we had. So George, this will be had, so you have. So let me break it down. You have Ipswich, right. in Georgetown. I sold Georgetown. You sold Georgetown. Yeah, that was there was two Pomodoris. Right. And then you also have two Dairy Queens. Right. Um, which are still yours. Yeah. But now you're opening a third Pomodori. Yeah. And the third Pomodori is in is in Newburyport. Newburyport yeah. yeah. So tell me about it. So I've always wanted to be in Newburyport. When I sold Georgetown, it wasn't because it wasn't doing well or something like that. Like it was just. Somebody just came to me at the right time. You're you know, a businessman. You know, business and, and opportunity. Like they were, yeah. they were, they, 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 you know, Ari, who's a great kid who owns, owns Georgetown, said, hey, you know, I'm thinking about buying this place in Danvers. And I'm like, oh, you don't want to buy that. Like, you should probably buy my place. And just kind of joking around about it. And then he's like, are you, are you selling it? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, well, I can't afford that. And I'm like, well, I'll finance it for you, you know. Right. So then, and then that deal happened. You know, it was, a, it was a great deal. It was a great family. Like, you know, he's doing well. And, and the brand is still doing well. So that's that's important, you know. So. I've always wanted to be in Newburyport, but when I sold that business, I said to my wife, I'm never opening up another restaurant. <laughs> unless, oh, yeah. unless, like I can find somebody to help take some pressure off. The day-to-day operational it's, stuff. Yeah, like, because I was dealing too much. Like, that's right. one thing I'd definitely do. If my wife was here right now, she'd like be like, you stretch yourself way too thin. You, you, you like that's the pressure. Of, that's, that's, I, how, that's how it works. I love I mean, it. I love it, but I at mean, the same time, I'm like. I'm getting chest pains. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like sometimes, you know, like well, you yeah, get you old know, yeah, that, all spade spade. 100%. That's fine. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, there's like anxiety in this, you know, as much as you love it, sometimes you have to be like, all right, yeah. you need to slow down a little right. bit. So I sold it for like three years. My kids were at the right age. I was like full-time basketball coach pretty much. Yeah. And you that's, know? A, that's amazing too. It was great, and I love it. But now it's like my kids are getting to the point where, like, all right, we you, don't you want need, you to yeah, get, get the hell away. Yeah, get away from me. <laughs> like, you're embarrassing me. So it's like, all right, you know what? There was a good opportunity. Opportunities come about all the time. Right. You know, people, you know, that's the one good thing. We have a brand. People always, like, the phone calls, the letters, you know, yeah. put a Pomodoro's there, put a Pomodoro's there. And I'm like, nah, you know, I'm okay. So the opportunity came about Newburyport. You know, when I sold Georgetown, I was kind of a little bit bored. Mm-hmm. So we started doing a lot of catering. Yeah. Like, outside catering. So yeah. we're, like, you know, we, we got a mobile pizza oven. We got, you know, barbecue grills, stuff like that. So we're totally outside, uh, different from the store. We're at the point where we're almost like, we're going to brand that into something different. Yeah. So my buddy Jeff, who was working with me all the time, was like, I love this business. I used to cook. I used to work in restaurants all the time. I love this. And he's like, you know, I want to do something with you one day. And I'm like, nah. Yeah, I'm done. You don't want, you don't want this. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm yeah. like, you know, you're home at 3 o'clock every day. You know what I mean? You don't work weekends. You don't want this business, you know, because like you know, you're a good friend. You want to tell him the truth, you know? oh, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. You know, you don't want it. You don't want. There's no schedule, you know. And he's like, no, I, re- I really want to do something. So the opportunity came out in Newburyport. I said, listen, there's a good chance, you know, for me to do another Pomodoro. Yeah. If you're hungry enough, you know, we'll do it together. Is he a hustler? Is he like a? He's like, you know, how you say my brother from another mother. You know, yeah. it's like you know, yeah. we we just you flow well together. We too. coach together, like. We'll say the same thing at the same time. You know yeah. what I mean? We'll yell at the referees at the same time. Like, you know, it's just, right. it's a good thing. So he's going to be like, you know, a, a, a partner with me. So you're taking report. control. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, so, he, you know, we you're going to teach him. We how made to, enough. You know right. what I mean? It's like, you know what? 
I want people to be like invested with me. You know, right. that I want to give. Well, it's the, the only way to grow. I mean, you're you're in growth. This is technically in gro- you're in growth mode right now, and a lot of people try to do it themselves, and that's when when they just can't. Ex- they don't realize how hard it is to execute. When you have one store, you try to execute at two stores. If you're not capable of spreading yourself thin and operating there all day every day, right. it's impossible. You you have to spread the love. You have to give. Having a partner is probably the only way you can get bigger without bringing in like uh, some sort of strategic partnership. Yeah, 100%. Like, right. I, what I learned from Georgetown was like, I stretched myself way too thin running two busy, successful restaurants. Right. And, and I needed, as, as much as like, I couldn't do it without a great staff that I have at Ipswich and that I had at the time in Georgetown, like I have the, the best staff. Like I always say like, we could walk into any store at any point in time, take yeah. over. They can't do what we do. You too, know? I mean, I've been there before and I've noticed it. And, 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 and it's younger, uh, it's a younger um, employee. Yeah. But, and I hear, I know a lot of people in the food business that right now will tell you the hardest thing to do is to get employees. Well, and it still is. It, it is. It still is. But when you make a statement like that, you have to almost take ownership of the fact that that falls back on you too. Because there are people out there that are willing to work. It's just that people's expectations are not to go in and just be a slave anymore. They want to buy into a culture that rewards them for more than just, you know, making a sandwich. And somehow you've managed to do that. What do you, what do you I mean, are you, you allowed gotta to give, give us the secret sauce? You, you, yeah, the secret <laughs> sauce is you got you to gotta take care of them. You know, right. you're going to have to pay them a little bit more. Yeah. You got to give them the benefits. So like, you know, we have the health insurance. We have the, you know, back to what I was trying to sell when I first worked for John Hancock, you know, the retirement plan, you know, yeah. we have the vacation time. So yeah. it's like, you know, there's people, they're like, oh my God, she's been there for seven years, eight years. I have yeah. people that have been there for 13 years, you know, like part, they, if I ever needed, like you know, to pick up the phone on, on a certain employee, they'll come. They'll come help me yeah. out. You know, well, you created a culture. Yeah. So it's so like now a family. You're opening it's, a, up it's a family too. A store you know? in Newburyport. Yeah. I mean, you, you operationally, you know how to be super efficient, um, and you have a, you've created a culture. I mean, making the food is the easiest thing. I my biggest thing is like you never have to have the best sandwich. I don't even know what the best sandwich is. That doesn't exist, right? Because there's so many different people just have different preferences. Yeah. It's not about being the best sandwich. It's about executing it the best, right? And, and that's and I think that's kind of like there's a lot of places that do it great you know and and i think we're just in the top with with them because i feel like you know like so people come in and be like oh my god on a friday night they were like you got like 28 people working and everybody's just kind of like just doing their thing like what's your secret i'm like just do your job kind of like you know it's i'm not asking that employee to do three things i'm asking them to do that one thing they're supposed to do do it well right and as long as i'm there kind of orchestrating it all like it's all going to come out together and and um so the opportunity, we you know, we, we're in Newburyport. Yeah, and that's that's really big. That's great for the brand. Do you think that that's the beginning of something new, or do you think that this is something that you're probably going to do, you know, see where you're at and then make the... I like, definitely, I, everybody's like, oh, you're going to buy this and, and flip it. No, that's not what I'm doing. Like, I yeah. want to, like, you know, own the real estate, which I do, and, and we're making a major investment in the building. I pretty yeah. much built a brand-new building. Yeah, right? it's like there was bobcats in there knocking down walls and right. digging up floors. Like, it's not <laughs> what I was first doing. Right. When I, it wasn't on my first plan when I first took it yeah. over. But. And isn't it amazing on this whole journey that somehow, like, I'm not saying you're at the end, but somehow you found yourself in a position now where, like, just making the decision to be an entrepreneur has made you so good at doing so many different things. Like, to take on a demo project, it's not what you do. To take to, to, to become a developer because you're technically developing this property. It's not what you do. You know, right. to, like, to a common person, you just have a sub shop or a pizza place. Right, one hundred percent. But but because you're an entrepreneur and you've taken it upon yourself to be accountable for everything that goes on, you've you've learned so much. How much of that is just just you feel like it's just a competitive advantage over? 
it could be a competitive. I mean, when you look at, I think it goes back to like the team. Like I always say, like my workers are a team, and then like I have like you know like the, the same contractors. You know what I mean? Like where I pick up the phone for them. Like all right, hey, we're gonna do this one again, and they're yeah. like, all right, you know, let's let's make it different. Let's make it cool. Let's let's let's. Do you feel like you're losing a little bit of efficiency and how good you're working in, in Ipswich? Do you feel that's like my biggest fear? Is because that's my baby. You right. Know, like that's 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 the the mothership, the flagship restaurant. So it's like. I'm opening up Newburyport, and you know it's important for me to be there to build it up and get that. Done, but I, I can't make sure that Ipswich can't suffer at all. Right. You know, so again, I'm very fortunate that I have a great team. You know, they're going to be there, but I'll I'll be there. I'll be in Ipswich every day still. Right. You know, what I mean, I'll well, when does that? When does like? So, how involved are you day to day? Because for anybody out there listening who's thinking, you know, I, I want to get into um, owning a restaurant. You know, it's it's not like you just buy a restaurant and you just sit in the back room and just watch everyone. You're working. You work. I'm there seven days a week. What's yeah. your long term? Like, what's the? Because I always looked at our parents' generation and was like, you know, you guys made a lot of money. They didn't do a good job investing it compared to what we're right. capable of. Right. But they were just worker bees. Um, but they didn't ever had an exit strategy. Their exit strategy was at some point I just can't do it anymore. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what? What's your exit strategy? There has to be an exit strategy because like. Again, we've been doing it since I've been yeah. in the business since I was ten, so I'm like 30, 34 years now. Like I'm right. forty, I'm forty four years old. So there has to be an exit strategy. Like it's not really the strategy so much as it's. I want to make sure like I get to that balance, you know, right? Where you're you're, Which you're working, would be what? you're working, but you're enjoying your life. Yeah. You know, you're creating moments with your family. You know, so it's like if, if if I could still be working, and and as long as I got that, I guess it, it, I really don't need an exit but, strategy. But you need something, right? Yeah, like sure. Like yeah. you know what I can see. I mean, you know. What, what, yeah, what is your ideal? What's that look like to There's you? There's a lot of different things in my brain. Like That might not happen, though. You know what I mean? Like So I'll have two you know, really busy restaurants because I know Newburyport, as soon as we open, it's going to be busy and, and you're building oh, a for team. Sure, yeah. yeah, so yeah. it's like, you know, like I have to hustle for the next three, four, five years, you know what I mean? And then see where we're at. Like, you know what I mean? Like, do I... I've always said to some of my workers, like, I'd rather sell the restaurants to you guys, you know? Yeah. The people that know them, you know, so versus kind of like where... Yeah, because it's not... When you sell something, it's not always about just sell or cashing out. It's about... Like, it's, this is your brand. This is... You didn't buy this I to want sell to it. I want to continue it. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that could be 10 years down the road. Who knows? Yeah. But, like, I definitely see myself kind of, like... I, I, I'd want to get away from, like, working the day-to-day Pomodoro stuff. But for me to do that, I probably right. will have to sell them one day, you know, because I just... I walk in there and like everybody's like, oh man, like he always finds like the bad stuff. You know what I mean? Like he never like, yeah. you know, like throws a compliment. You know, and that's one thing I got to work on. But like I'll compliment them to you and to everybody else, to right. my customers. But like I, I have to work. Well, you're on doing it. something right because you know when you walk in your store, you can tell almost immediately that their culture is uh, it's it's positive. This teamwork is in the air. Yeah. Like everybody's interested in having uh, a good time at work not just banging out orders. Oh, we definitely and work hard play hard. And like, I'll tell you know. right now, like the food, and I say the food business, like fast food on the North Shore is in a very bad place right now. It's probably the place that has the most opportunity, I think. Uh, most people are looking at it saying, well, get out of the food business, it sucks, food cost is too high, employee yeah. cost. But that, all of those things are just problems that need to be solved. Right. Like it's not like people are, stop, they're not stopping, people are not not eating pizza anymore. Right. Right. They're just not, they're not given uh, an opportunity to do business with a place that is set up to 
treat them and 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 give them an experience that's worthy of repeat business. Most places are just like, oh, we've got the cheapest pizza. Yeah, I mean, listen, you could definitely have those customers that you just want to go Always. to a place for the cheapest price, but. Most of the, you have a very educated consumer out there, and they have a ton of options, you know, especially yeah, I mean, online and stuff look, like I, that. You know, I live in Danvers, and yeah. there's like in downtown Danvers, there's like five pizza roast beef right. places right downtown, right. and they're all ghost towns now. Right. There's one that does very well, mm-hmm. right, and the one that does very well is for a reason because he's executing everything, and 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 I look at it and say, okay, you have four pizza places downtown, right? Why are you guys all competing with each other? Why doesn't one of you take the take the initiative and create a different menu. Do right. something different or or guarantee delivery or do your own delivery, which actually I want to get into to a little bit. What do you think about this whole Uber Eats DoorDash thing? Please tell me you're it's not doing in, it. It's in-house and out in like a lot of people do outside. We, we have our own. You, you have know, your own. Our own. Yeah. It's just, tell me. I feel like it's control because oh like I'm a control freak. So it's like. It's I, cost prohibitive. I never, How can I you ne- afford to give 30% of your profits to a company just to make the delivery? You can, especially now with like labor costs and food costs I've, going up. I so honestly like, think that that's probably one of the worst decisions a small business can make. A lot of them are passing it over to the consumer, though, and then and people well, you can't. people pay for convenience. Though. It's like you'd be surprised. I know, surprised. but, but like, doesn't you know? doesn't Uber Eats charge you a fee? See, I don't I I don't use Uber Eats, and I've never left. The way it works is that you actually have to pay a fee. So if the, if the ticket is ten bucks, so if yeah. like a customer orders ten dollars, you pay three dollars to Uber. Yeah, I would never be able to survive. If well, we did so that. exactly, yeah. I don't know why you would ever want. You're better off telling people. Some you people don't are in deliver. desperation mode, though. You know what I mean? Like and they're just like they're well, grabbing it. They're grabbing it like just to, they're thinking they're going to get more customers. Well, that's my thing. Like we all as business owners are presented with problems every day. Mm-hmm. It, that doesn't change. That's consistent with all business owners. The difference between the the successful ones and the not is how they approach those problems right. if your answer for a problem is someone else is going to take care of it for a fee yeah it, when you're a small business you can't afford you're to do that, that yeah ball. you're yeah. behind yeah. the ball yeah. like you have to create the solution yourself right. and you have to find a cost effective it's not an, being an entrepreneur being self-employed is not uh what are my problems and who can i pay to fix it mm-hmm. that's just not no you got to fix it yourself you if you're paying to. other people to fix your problems you're probably not you're, gonna uh, you're not going to make yeah. money yeah. uber so. eats is a prime example right. of that so you're actually yeah. still doing your own delivery yeah we it's it's and crazy because like the more delivery drivers you have, the busier you get on deliveries because I, I, you're, you're getting the, you're getting the food so my so idea quicker is there. Yeah. If you have a little place in downtown Danvers, if you say, and and I I'm gonna I'm gonna t- stretch this out for a second, but if you say, I guarantee delivery within Danvers and this part of Beverly and this part of it, like whatever right. you touch, like within 25 minutes right. from the time you place your order, or it's free. And you just base your whole business model on trying to to, to meet that goal every right. time, and you keep the old, it was the old Domino's way, right. exactly. Yeah, and keep them, keep the menu simple, and execute that. Don't you have a better chance of 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 a net positive uh, business than than just selling the same pizza as the guy next door to you for a dollar less? Yeah, listen, I can't speak to what other people are doing. I just you know it, it goes back to like. You know, you always have to focus on what you're doing. You know, right. and, and and if you take if you're worried about what everybody else is doing, then you're well, taking, you have to take into consideration who your who yeah, your competition but, is. Of course, but I mean, like you just like I I don't. You know what I mean? I, I but, really don't. But that's because you're already coming but in. Even saying, from the beginning, though, like it was like I remember when I opened up Ipswich, and they were like, "Oh, you know who that is? He owns so and so down down the street." And like he was like taking a look at what we had going in, right. and I'm like, "Well, you know what." He should be worried about what's going on in his restaurant, and you know he wouldn't have to. He wouldn't be worried about my customers being here. But like, you know, we're we're trying to pay well, attention. I think to what's what going I'm talking on. about to, more yeah, is trends, where, yeah. where, yeah, where are the opportunities in the market? Definitely online ordering. Yeah. You know, like convenience. Are like, you guys in on the online? Yeah, order? we've been doing that for like six, seven years. Now. Oh, you have. Yeah, yeah and, and it's crazy. And do I like paying that fee at the end of the month? No, but. Right. Uh, but if it's, it increases, it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. It, exactly like you know we do 
the online order. We do the email marketing. You know, I yeah. just handed over all my social media to another outside company to, I was, uh, to that, do that. That was actually the next place I was going with it because I see a huge, another huge opportunity on the North Shore is, is a, a, a production company that caters to small businesses because it's just, it's not that you... I can't do it. You can't. I can't do it. Can't I can't do it focus you, on my business you're gonna and run do it my right, Instagram. You can't do it. And, yeah, and I'll tell you what else too, like you're just not good enough. I don't know. I'm not trained on I'm like, not either. I'm, I'm asking my my 14-year-old daughter how to do things and yeah. stuff like that. She's like, oh, my God, you're embarrassing and me. And you know? it's actually worth it to, to bring in a company sometimes when you can reach, when you have a big enough reach. Now Listen, you're going to be at two th- points location. Yeah, there's got to be a goal. You know what I mean? And you have to kind of be targeted what you want to do. But I know my limits. You know, Have I mean? you ever run Facebook ad campaigns? or? or I, I did, you know, sometimes. But, again, like I'll do it for like a week or two, and then like I just I get caught up in doing something else. Like, have you, know you I mean? ever felt like they were cost-effective? I mean, you put 15 bucks behind an ad and, and – Yeah, I mean, I really haven't – I haven't run it enough to say, oh, yeah, like I, I ran that religiously, and this is what I got for out For Newburyport, do you guys have a plan in tax? We do. Just we've already, we've okay. already have a, a, a company take over our, our Instagram and, and part Facebook. Of yeah, and they're and, – you know, we meet, um, I think it's like every two months where, okay, we did like a photo shoot and stuff like that, a food, yeah. and, and they're going to come in when we open up. Oh, and you know what? I've been following you. I've yeah, noticed. You like those pictures a little bit I've better, I've noticed huh? the pictures. That's been, not the new iPhone yeah. 11 that I got. No, yeah. <laughs> um, I've noticed, actually, your pictures have gotten a little more professional. Yeah, because, I mean, like, when am I going to take a picture? When I'm on the line and the pizza comes out? Right. And, like, yeah, yeah, I could do that occasionally. Well, you can but, do the cultural You know, what am I going to do? Like, move everything on the table and set some stuff. So, like, yeah, we did a photo. I'm investing money that, you know, a lot of people are like, there's no way I'm going to spend that much money on a month. But right. I'm believing in the long-term project, and it's building the again, brand. Again, you know? another thing. Like, when you, look at, when you look at an industry to get into, if you're going to – like, for me, for example, when I got into landscaping back in, 2000, in, in the early 2000s, it was – it was so easy for me to 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 beat out my competition because I was able to do things that they and willing to do things that they weren't like advertising at the time. Right. Right now, you know, in 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 a lot of cities, there are pizza places and roast beef and sub shops that don't advertise at no, all. And you have to. If you're not, yeah. If you own it's a small different business, type of advertising, you're not putting it in the newspaper anymore. Right. You're Those days are over yeah, now. Nobody sees yeah. that. It's different stuff. You have to spend a certain. You have to allocate a, a certain amount of money into a budget and or. You know, I have a, a very confident approach of saying I'm not going to limit it. I'm just going to f- go with the flow. But right. that's that's a little more advanced, I believe. But it go, moving into Newburyport, you've got to have – you guys must have uh, a campaign. But you're saying you guys actually hired someone. Yeah, we have a campaign that – like a target market that I have with them, you know, and, and you know, certain things we want to hit. Yeah. It's more like the diversity of the menu, you know, like – for some reason, people are like, oh, you're still going to have roast beef there because I bought an old roast beef place, you know. Oh, it was and a roast I'm, beef Yeah, show. and I'm like – yeah, I've been doing that since I was like you know, 11 years old. Like, if I don't make a good roast beef sandwich, right. my father's yeah. flying over here from Greece. Roast beef and runs your yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, so like, I bought like this really cool roast beef slicer, right. and we're gonna like put glass around it to kind of showcase it, you know. And it's that's kind of like our target. Like, I want, yeah, of course, people, we're gonna do roast beef. That's our main thing. Because I mean, Pomodoro is an Italian name. Some some people are like, oh, you know. Yeah. Do they have this? Do they have that? You name, trying to name a roast beef place or a pizza place in yeah. the North Shore is probably one of it's, the most difficult things to do. I didn't want to be Peter's. You know, no offense yeah. to people that have the place called Peter's Roast Beef yeah, or House of Yeah. It's, so, I mean, like... It's, I'm, I'm all for generic, too. And I also believe that names are not that critical. Like, it just needs to be something remarkable. Maybe sometimes it's even better if it's, like, the opposite of what you do. Some, just something... For me, I love walking around, like, walking to my car 
and like listen to kids be like, you know, talking to their parents like I'm at Palmos. Yes. You know, cool, yeah. and like for me, I was like, all right, man, you know, like yeah, so we, we like got a cool little catch name. Like and the, the Ipswich, like it. the Peach Pit, Ipswich. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> peach Pit after dark. The no, yeah, pit. there we go. Back to 90210 <laughs> days, right there. Well, I got to bring you back to your childhood. So, what do you think about like? Are your kids working? So my daughter does, yeah. yeah. And like she, I remember like, damn, like she, she, I, I can't because I we talk about how we were younger and and like. I started her young too. Like she, yeah. like you know, she didn't work a lot. You know, but you want a cell phone? Okay, come to work on Saturdays or come to work on Fridays. She knows like Friday nights busy. Yeah. Like I don't have to tell you you're coming to the restaurant. She's missed a couple here and there, but again, the poor kid's gonna turn 15 in, in like another right. month and or so. Kids but aren't like, even working at her age. So, yeah. um, and I remember one day like it was super busy, super busy, and like my wife was there, I was there, and I'm like, I said to my wife, I'm like, you know what? She gets it, and it's funny because like. My dad was like, Dad, like, how old is this girl? I'm like, she's 18. How long has she been working for? Like, two years. She's like, oh, my God. She doesn't, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, my 13-year-old daughter's like, you right. know, like, because she just gets it. Like, yeah. you know, you'd be surprised nowadays, you know, because you, you, it's tough with the employees. Well, work ethic is not what it was, right? Like, people's work ethic is different. It's not that they're lazy. They're just not willing. Yeah, you have to teach them things that you didn't have to teach them years ago. Yeah. Like, hey, that customer came in the door. You have to say, hi, how are you? Yeah. You know, you can't text them that. It's you know? crazy because those are, there's, like, the consensus is that people, customers, they already, they go places and they critique them for not doing those things. But if you take that customer and you put them in behind the counter, yeah. they're probably the opposite of what they expect. I, my, because my culture, American my, culture my, requires that you like, you know, kiss, kiss the customers. Course, you know yeah, what, right? It's, like it's, you got to kiss ass. Yeah, but, be nice. Say, you know, but I'm, when you go anywhere, like yeah, customer service that, isn't yeah. again. Customer service is in a miserable place right now. Like I, I've seen, like I've seen people just hang up on you when you call in to make an order. It's like what? they don't care. They don't care. Yeah, yeah. We we have had meetings like you know like staff meetings, and I'm like, listen, like you girls rock, you girls kick ass, like, and you don't probably realize these things. Like you know, you took care of the customer, you gave them the food, you did all that, but like when they got up to leave. Did you guys say thank you? Yes. That's the one that always gets and, me. And, and like, they're like, well, we were doing this. We were doing this. Yeah. I'm like, I know, but maybe like if one of you just said like, you know, thank you very much. Have a good day. Like, yeah. They're going to remember that's that. A great, you know? That's a great point. I never thought of it, but it all, does always get me. Whenever you go somewhere to eat and you eat in-house and they notice when you leave, that's, yeah. that's really – I always feel like it's kind. It just you, – you be like people are halfway at the door. And like when you say thank you, they're like, oh, my God. Like yeah. they turn around. They're like waving at you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, again – to the girl, you guys aren't really doing anything wrong, you know, like because yeah. you guys are working hard, you're back and you're doing this, you answer phones, but like that little extra detail right. is kind of like where my OCD kicks in. And they're like, oh my God, this guy's <laughs> crazy, you know what I mean? But like, well, it goes back to like see be. things, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, I'm the guy in the every morning, I clean the toilets because like, <laughs> I can't, like, you know what I mean? I'm like, it's just, it's, so it's what, ridiculous. What do you say to a 24 year old kid who wants to open up a pizza place? Well, you better go, you know, again, I did it without knowing how to, you know, do the pizza side of it. Obviously, I was like on the well, roast beef I'm side. Pizza, roast beef, whatever. It, it was, you have to make sure that that's what you want to do because you have, it's it's a very difficult business, you know. And going back to, I was talking to my buddy Jeff, that's going to come up in your report. I'm like, there is no set schedule, you right. know. There is no, like. He's never been self-employed, right? No, he hasn't been self-employed. He's been, he worked in the restaurant business, you know what I mean? And like. He's got the best personality, best work ethic. He's like, whatever we need to do, we'll do it, you know. And 
you just don't know. You're like right. I, I had to give a presentation to his wife. You know what I mean? So that she can understand yeah, how demanding. Yeah, it is. yeah. That's no, that's a good thing though because you get that out of the way real quick. Yeah, like so it doesn't become an issue. It's like a I don't have a problem with my wife because my wife, you know, well, she, she grew, grew up, up in the business yeah. and she knew exactly. what's up. She knew like there's days where like I don't see my yeah. kids. You know what I mean? But like, you know, I remember talking to her because I wanted to make sure she's on board, and. I did actually walk up in a suit and tie to give her the presentation. Your wife? No, to, his, to his wife. wife. <laughs> yeah, like I walked up to her house in the presentation, and I just pretty much had like a piece of paper. And she's a lawyer, so like oh, she really didn't take this yeah. too funny. So I had a piece of paper, and I had like a stick figure, and said, Peter plus Jeff <laughs> equals cash. You know what I mean? Like, and she was like, are you kidding me right now? So that was, that's a quick little funny story. But, and, and, and she, she, she's like, listen, we, we believe in you. You know, we've right. seen, we've been friends with you for so long. We see yeah. how hard you work and How's your brand. It's it's a lot of pressure. It is. Yeah. You know, it's it's a lot of pressure because like, he's a good friend of mine. You know, and he's coming on yeah. board with me and like, you he's know, risking it all too. He's he got three not, kids. Right, you know what I exactly. mean? Like, you know, he's got three kids. So it's like, but at the end of the day, like, he's taking a, 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 like a leap of faith in me, and I, and I'm obviously taking like a lot of financial risk and stuff like that. But when you gamble on yourself. Like you can, when you gamble anytime you lose, but when you gamble on yourself, right, you're gonna win. Yeah, and it's well, like, I don't want to come out cocky, yeah. you know, because that's not the last thing I want to do. Because there's a lot well, of risks, a lot of stuff. Let's talk but about like, that. I for believe a in myself. I don't believe it's cocky. I think that I could think. I feel like people want to call that cocky because they're scared. Right. Right. And so anyone who does well, I almost feel like is labeled cocky if they want to quote unquote brag. It's not. You're not bragging. You're literally just expressing your self-confidence in this. It, my, my fear in, in, in opening up New Report is that we're not going to be able to handle it. That's my fear. That's great. That keeps me up at yeah. night, though. You know, It's great. not like whether or not we can pay the bills. It's like, do we have enough staff right. in this social media, Instagram, like, you know, everybody's a food critic. Like, when we open up, are we going to be ready to take care of people and serve them? You know, right. that, that's my fear. And, like, yeah. you know, you, you have belief in yourself and your, and your team and stuff like that. Like, we'll get through it. I've done it before. We'll get through it. But yeah. it's not going to be easy. No way. You know, it's not, no, no one is easy. It's going to be a lot of hard work. It's a sacrifice. A lot of hard work. And that's the biggest misunderstanding about it. I, something I eventually want to get into, and I'm a few years behind you, um, but for sure I want to get into some sort of, like, a small business coaching or success coaching um, brick and mortar. Yeah. Please tell me you thought of that because it's it, we started the podcast by you saying uh, you, you want to f- you love to fix businesses. Right. Um, there's I can name 65 pizza and roast beef sub shops on the North Shore just to start that, that Warner, I know where you're going. Yeah, yeah, but like what is that ever in the game in the in the plan for you? So I, I like, feel like you could walk into a place Our food our food supply that I that I get from Zoe was like whenever you're ready. Right. Like come work for us. You know, we can use you. you know oh, they're I mean? always scouting. Like, you know, be, we could we could have we could have you go there. That would be a waste of time. I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, I'm I talking do it on my own. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, well, it, I'm hoping that I don't have to. You know what I mean? Like, no, I, I love I'm, doing it. What like, I'm saying can, is, would you want to have to? Yeah, for sure. You're no, not have I don't to. want to because, like, it's for somebody to have their restaurant. They have a, a certain personality. And they don't really like to take like advice from people. Like, yeah, okay, you see Which it on the, the shows. Which is the reason why they're mostly. Failing, I know, yeah. but but you, see, you can see it on a show. You know what I mean? Like, and you know, they, they come in and they you know they rescue a restaurant. Like, I can definitely give pointers. I can definitely give. I can. My eye goes to what the problem is. I just right. I can't do it. Well, that's I, my point. I, I, I can't. Like, I have my father. Like, I've become him. It's crazy. <laughs> like, I'm like saying the same things to like to like the workers that I used to be. Like, Dad, leave me alone. Like, I get it. And like, oh my, oh my God, I do the same thing. I sweep. 
the same outside of the store the way he does. Like it's, right. it's just ridiculous. But I mean, I don't know. I, I can definitely do it. I just don't know if people will be receptive to it because I think a restaurant owner like they don't like people cr- being yeah, critical every, too much sometimes. You know. I agree, and that's a shame because most small business owners are, um, are small business owners because they have an ego. But they, but the ones that are failing tend to have a really good. They they actually lead with their ego. Like I believe ego should be in your tool belt, but yeah. it shouldn't be what you lead with. You should have an ego, but it shouldn't be what you what you operate on. And most small businesses, especially the ones that are failing, lead with their ego. And you're right; those are the guys who are gonna be like, "Well, you know, what does he know? I, I've been working here for right. 22 years, even right. though you, you haven't turned a profit in the past five right. years." Right. They just own a business. They just own right. a business, right. and they're, and instead of embracing someone coming in and, and helping, um, it, it would be the opposite. But there is no long-term plan. There, there Maybe. is. There is. But, I mean, like, I could definitely I, – I, I see myself maybe five years from now. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm working on the catering side. That's going to be a total different brand. Right. Because, like, we do so much on the catering side. Yeah. Like, I see that on the so- where, on where social media Where people are like, all right, what's your website? And I'm like, oh, my God, it's just Pomodori Pizzeria. And, like, they're like – they don't really. They envision okay, the pomodori catering is like a tray of chickens, you eat broccoli alfredo right. and meatballs versus what we're right. doing. Like we've done weddings, you know, we've done like so it's a little more barbecues. Yeah, we've done like you know, we have a wood fired oven. So definitely see myself. I, I have a piece of property that I, I invested in that like one day I can see myself having like an office, a ca- satellite catering, like kitchen and stuff like that over there. I can definitely see me doing that, and you know, it, who knows. Yeah, who knows? Like, I, I want to golf. You know, <laughs> I have a golf membership. Like, I just want, I don't know. Like, you know, when you own a business, yeah. And, and I've been in it since I was like such a young kid. So every weekend, you're working. Right. You know, this is limited. So I want to wake up on a Saturday one day and be like, I'm not doing anything. I got shit to do today. Like, I can go, I can go fishing. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. You know, you know, I say that shit too. I man. know, like, but the yeah, Saturday but, comes and yeah, I'm like, like fucking you know, shit, I'm bored, man. Like, <laughs> true. Yeah, I'll definitely get bored of it quickly, but at least I want it just yeah. for a short period of time. And I think don't get kids, me wrong. Like, we, I take great vacations. I work hard. Yeah. I play hard. You know what I mean. And, and that's one thing. Like I realized, like my father worked so hard, and he didn't. He never did anything for himself. Yeah. And then, like you know, as soon as he retired, like you know, like my mother gets sick and he's taking care of for ten years. I'm like, dude, that guy had no life. Right. You know, she didn't have a life. And I'm like, I'm not. I'm not going to allow that. I, I battle with my wife. Yeah. I said, that's not going to be us. Like yeah. we're going to enjoy. It. We're going to make memories. So, um, luckily, like you know, my wife Angel, she's she's believes in me, and like you know, she's like. Okay, whatever you do, you know, yeah. I'm with you. So, man, you made a lot of good decisions. I mean, you say you say you work hard, you play hard, but you give hard too. Like, well, yeah, you give hard too, and that's why you're going to end up coming out of this thing with like an amazing, I think, an amazing local legacy. I think you're already like just from the people that I know, just the way they speak about you and and what the general, you know, uh, energy out there is about you. I can tell you right now, like, you, it's already it's already moving people. And in the end, I think that's for all that really matters. I mean, you're that's, cha- I mean you can't take the monetary things with right. you, but at least you can give your kids like, yeah, you, you know, I want them, you know, I always joke around. I'm like, hey, when I go, right. I want everybody to have like a party. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, <laughs> but uh, another mini palooza, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know, and, and where people can be like, that guy did it and right. It, and it's know? not just your kids, too. I mean, uh, you, what about the community that you're affecting? What about the people that you, you know, you, you, you know, I read one story um, where you actually let you let. Um, I think it was a church in your community come in and on a Sunday and actually operate your shop. Super Bowl Sunday. Right. And and all the profits, went all the proceeds the kids, yeah. that made that day went to a local charity. I mean, that's a day. Super Bowl Sunday is a day that's it's crazy. It's like busy, one of your yeah. top five days of the year. And you gave that up. And it's and it's not because you wanted the notoriety. 
it's just the right thing to do sometimes. Yeah, it's just the right thing to do. And people can argue, oh, well, you know, if you're making a lot of money, you could do that. But I would argue the opposite. No, I start, I, I've been doing that since day one. Right. I like it. It's just like, listen, like, it's, if it's the right thing to do, you know what I mean? And like, you're, you're helping people out. You have a moral obligation. We grew up in a Greek community. In the Greek community, uh, greed was more prominent than, than gratitude. Yeah, like, I greed, can see that. Greed was number one. Right. And, and, that, and I don't say greed in, in a malicious way, but greed, definitely. But a lot of these people that we know who have, quote unquote, success, never really converted into like community service or, mm-hmm. or, or being... Uh, generous but i really feel like you're going to get to a point uh, in your life if, if you're pushing hard enough where you have to make a decision whether to be uh, greedy or or operate it for, with gratitude mm-hmm. and i think that y- you have a moral obligation to give back like once you've achieved success it's it no longer becomes well how much money can i collect right. it's well how much do i need to live a lifestyle right. that's that's good and how much can i invest in the people that help me live the lifestyle that's good I think I think for that, like what you're saying, it's just like, it's the melting pot of what, what, you know, like my parents have put me through. Like, you know, you talk about giving back to the community and stuff like that. Like, you know, you learn that. At least I did at St. John's Prep. You know what I mean? Right. The Catholic school. Is my yeah, life. Catholic like, school is very. It's good just at doing like you know, that. and giving back to the community, helping others, and and so like yeah, yeah. Now I can take a step back and talking to you and like, all right, I think I'm like a part of everything that I've gone through in life, and and you know, yes. so I've just morphed into this like this person, but like. St. John's Prep, you know, going to Bryant, you know, being on academic probation, you know, working at John Hancock for a little bit and not failing, but, you know, not being satisfied with that right. and doing some investments and stuff like that. So it's like, but it goes back to, like, you know, your, your parents and your upbringing and stuff like that. And they're, they're the most responsible ones that I see. Like, I my, so. my goal, my dream, and I said it to my dad, is, like, when I open up this place in Newburyport, I'm trying to convince them to come back, you know what I mean? Because, like, you know, I want them to be like, oh, like, this is what my kid did. Because, you know, what our parents never get, they never give us compliments. No, no. And it's funny you say that because it's probably, um, it's probably what you needed the most. 100%. Right? Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, it's what fuels. They gave fire. us everything but that. But right. it's okay. It was a different time back then. It's not like we need, like, you know, everybody needs that's, to get a trophy. That's and stuff called like that. a chip on your shoulder. Yeah. That's my chip. Yeah. You know? So it's like, you know, you always want, I'm always like, Trying to like impress him, even now mm-hmm. I'm 44 years old, you yeah. know, and I'm always trying to impress him. And, uh, and I know, of course, I know, yeah. I know he's super proud of me and stuff like that. I, yeah. He might not say it to me, but I know who he is, you know. And, and um, like I, I'm like, Dad, like just the other day, I'm like, that store's gonna open up, man. I'd love to see you on that roast beef slicer. You <sighs> know what I mean? Like you know, it just because he 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 came and he saw the building when I first bought it. Yeah, he gave me the old Greek kind of like shaking his head, like. How much did you pay for this? Right. You know what I mean, to, like that. You know, he's trying so, to make sense of it all. So yeah. now he's like, I, I give him updates. I'm, yeah, I pretty much tore that down, tore that down. So he's like, kind of nervous. So I kind of like the finished product. I want him to kind of see it. You Good. know what I mean? Like this is. Yeah, what I hope he comes in and hits. You gotta let me know if he hits the slice. He's sling, he sling the best. He used to make the right best there. roast beef yeah, sandwich right. in Lynn. One hundred percent. No doubt about it. John's roast beef. Shout out right there. <laughs> all right, Peter, man. Thank you so much for coming on the on the show. Let's shout out Pomodori uh, in Ipswich. Pomodori Ipswich. Pomodori Ipswich at one forty six High Street. Yeah, it's uh, at Pomodori Pizzeria is the Instagram, and then I got Pomodori New- uh, Newburyport at 192 State Street, hoping to be open before Thanksgiving. I don't know when this is going to air, but uh, soon, soon. Yeah. Okay, so hopefully it'll be open for Thanksgiving. A quiet, soft opening, so maybe you come visit us in December. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're looking forward to that, and that's uh, at Pomodori Newburyport um, on Instagram. Great, man! Congratulations and thanks for coming on the Thank show. Thank you man. for having us.